Hey everyone, the Stuff I Don't Like podcast is now available on Spotify. That's right, all you gotta do is open the Spotify app, search Stuff I Don't Like, and we'll pop up. You can follow us there. As always, we're available on iTunes, podcast app, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, and a couple other places. For a complete listing of everywhere you can stream the podcast, please visit stuffidontlike.net. I just redesigned the website. Um, I think it looks pretty dope. Uh, I hope you do too. So yeah, go check out the website. Go subscribe, rate, and review in your app of choice. And let's get the show started. Hello, listeners. Um, So as part of my ongoing series, Get Your Life, if you haven't heard, that's what I'm doing for the next few episodes. I want to talk to people that I think can help get your life together. Um, Last week, we had Uh, business bully Dave Anderson and today we have life coach um, Elisa J. Green. I'm very excited so welcome to you. Yes, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me, Ray. Oh, no worries. So yeah, so obviously my show is called Stuff I Don't Like. I talk about a lot of stuff I don't like but it's always with the intent of, you know, identifying situations and trying to make it better Uh, because I believe that we can't make changes unless we identify what the problem is and you know get a solution to that problem so I'm really glad that you reached out to me because I want to you know I usually talk on a macro level about problems like you know we talked about racism patriarchy things like that but I think Uh, We need to, I'd like to, this episode is going to be more about personal issues and how can you make personal changes in your life because, you know, if the personal stuff ain't right, you can't make those big changes, I don't think. So, I wanted to ask you, so you are a life coach and you work specifically with women, which I thought was interesting. Uh, What inspired you to just focus on coaching women and and you know, not doing both genders. What what draw what drew you to that? Well, <clears throat> I tell you, um, I grew up. Okay, my parents have been married for over fifty years. Fifty years, wow! Over over fifty years. Wow. So, um, I have. Let me see. Three sisters. I'm number four, um, and I have. Um, four brothers. Well, I have three because one of my brothers, you know, is deceased. So, um, and my family is majority women. We have less men in our family, which is just so sad. So, my parents instilled the power of sisterhood. Um, in addition to siblinghood, but more sisterhood than anything. And so that's how come I have a, a, a huge love for working with women because I believe that women are the winners of the world. Mm-hmm. We are. And I believe that we have the superpower that the world needs to keep the world going around. I mean, you know, after all, we do birth children. Of course, yes, we can't do it without men, but, you know, we birth children. So, you know. 
that's how come I chose to work with women because I think that we're powerful beyond measure. Um, we have superpowers and we are the sometimes the silent um, leaders um, <laughs> behind closed doors. That's really interesting you say that. I agree. And I was having a conversation with my friend um, a couple weeks ago, and we were just talking about women and feminism. And I said something, you know, that may be controversial, <laughs> controversial but I'm a feminist, of course. But mm-hmm. I, I said to her that I believe that we have taken... Um, I think as part of feminism, we sort of try to instill in women that being masculine is better. I I still think it's sort of within a patriarchy where we're instilling in women to be successful. You sort of have to take on masculine traits, whether that's, you know, the like power is sort of very how we structure it at least in America is very masculine with being you know sort of domineering and 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 bossy and 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 uh sort of dictatorial instead of being a community sort of like praise these values these sort of masculine traits but I'm thinking it has to be the other way I don't think we should be telling women to be more like that we should be teaching men to be more feminine in a way and take values of you know <laughs> like really can i tell you a secret like, I yeah i think that men are more feminine than we would like to believe i mm. think that they are taught to hold in their emotions they are just as emotional as i agree them. and i i i um i think that we don't have to have um, the masculine energy to boss, to be bosses. We don't have to have that. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll give you a perfect ex- example because of the environment that I work in. I work in a predominantly male environment. I'm a law enforcement officer outside of being a certified life coach. And um, <clears throat> what I've learned over the years, I have like a couple of months before I retire with 25 years of service. And I learned that over the years, if you possess the feminine energy, you can walk into a room and command anything. Mm-hmm. And you can walk into a room and you can be as, and without sounding contradicting, as feminine and as masculine as you can, and you can still accomplish things. Now, I'm not with the masculine energy as a woman, but with the energy that me personally, that I do possess, I know that I can walk into a room and command exactly what it is that I want to get done. Yeah, and I think that's that's great, great that you say you don't have to sacrifice that energy because... You know, I'm I'm very spiritual. I like to read about different religions and uh, different practices. I was reading um, the the Tao. Some people say Tao by Lao Tzu, and mm-hmm. they talk about you know masculine versus feminine energy. And they're basically the whole book is basically praising feminine energy over masculine energy. It's like you know the masculine energy may be sharp, may be this, may be that, but the feminine will always win. And I thought that that was very 
interesting because I feel like in society we sort of like value masculinity more than where I think that you know like you said you don't have to sacrifice your femininity to still be respected and uh, to yield power and I think that we should be teaching like you said I think men are emotional but I think our society just doesn't allow them it's not as socially acceptable for them to express those emotions think about it yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. But oh, no me. worries. When little girls, when girls are little and they fall, they are allowed to cry. Oh my god! And they get kicked. Oh my god! But if a little boy falls and he cries, stop crying. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, why can't they cry? They hurt too. Like, why can't they cry? Yeah, I agree, and I feel like we need to not just allow women to you know take on traditionally i guess male roles but we need to allow males a space to live their all of their energies to embrace their femininity and i think the world would be a much better place if people would just calm down and be less aggressive like honestly yes (laughs) yes take a breath yes and yes and yes like twenty thousand times yes Mm-hmm. So obviously you mentioned your background in law enforcement. I think that's so interesting to have that background and also be a life coach. Do you feel that the law enforcement background influences your coaching style in any way or gives you, I guess, some more insight into people's character or psyche? How do you think that plays into it? Mm-hmm. Oh God, that is such an excellent question. So Here's the deal. I am a city girl. So I was born and raised in um, one of the biggest cities in New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey. So I was born and raised in Newark, New Jersey. And um, I I have this thing. I have this thing from, you know, what was instilled in me from my parents. And I have this thing from, you know, where I'm from. And I just so happened to um, have been in um, corporate America for a a certain amount of time. So, you know, I've gone through all walks of life when it came, when it comes down to being in different environments. But um, so, yeah, I know how to, um, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? I know how to basically survive or thrive in any environment. Mm, okay. and <laughs> that's just what it is so law enforcement into life coaching I do I, I think it's something natural for me I, I've always loved people because I'm all about the community uh, again the um, sisterhood was instilled in me from my parents and then working in different environments allowed me to be who it is that I am. So I do have a certain insight about people and I can sense energies and things like that. So I obtained my certification through just a couple of things happening to me in my life about, you know, me questioning you know, what is it that I'm really supposed to be doing? Because I knew God didn't just put me on the earth to be in law enforcement. And 
I knew I wanted to serve in a big way, and here I am. That's great. So I guess as a life coach, to me, that's so interesting because I guess you're sort of like part, I guess, psychologist, part <laughs> spiritual counsel, I guess. So what's... Psychologist, we can't, right? We can't oh, say yeah, that. yeah, we can't say that. <laughs> we can't say that. We can't say that because life coaching is about forward uh, movement and growth. Mm, so it's not really about like analyzing no that's not our job because honestly if I were your life coach I I would have to let you know that you have all the answers we're like the guiding light we're like the people that hold your hand through it all you have all the answers we just ask you the powerful questions Mm, okay you have it already you have it we're just here to help you with and uh, versus psychology like psychology is based on people trying to figure things out so they go back in their past in order to try to help that forward movement we start from we start from exactly where where it is that you are where where you say it is that you are that's exactly where we're going to start from and we're going to walk together through the light and we're going to get there to wherever you say you want to be oh okay that that's a good explanation thanks for saying that (laughs) (laughs) so have you ever like I feel like I get in these situations and I'm not a life coach but you know people come to me with problems whether it's my family I know they're coming to you (laughs) exactly but what I found and I feel like I, I don't know I think ever since I was a kid like my friends even when I was a kid would come to me with problems I don't know if I just have that personality where people think Mm -hmm. I care about their problems (laughs) I do I do I always try to help when is your birthday July 5th oh so you are a cancer cancer yes yeah okay okay all right all right all right go keep going Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay so what I find is that people come to me with their problems I listen and I I offer solutions like okay you need to do this this and that but if people aren't prepared to make these changes, there's nothing that I can do to help people solve their problems. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I constantly see it's the same people, same people in my life that are always complaining about the same things. And I give them basically the options (laughs) and they don't want to take them. So do you ever come across that in life coaching about, you know, people come to you, they say they want help, but you're laying it out for them on how they can get the help. But if they aren't taking the steps, there's, you know, how do you work with a client like that? Well, first, everyone is not coachable. That's just, Mm, okay. start there. Everyone isn't coachable. Everyone isn't a good fit. Um, when you come to the table, you have to be willing to do the work. Sometimes it can be a challenge and it's really not my job to make the determination on whether or not someone wants to do the work. If you come to me and you say, this is what you want, I'm going to walk you through it. Mm -hmm. And the rest is really up to you. And it's not about you coming back to me saying, oh, well, I did what you said and didn't work. Because 
I didn't say anything. You yeah. said it all. You know? <laughs> yeah. You said that. I didn't say it. I'm again. I'm asking you powerful questions to get you from point A to point B. And if this is what you really want, you will move forward in it. And I can use myself as an example um, <clears throat> because coaches need coaches too through a program to where I thought I was ready. But, um, and I started off being ready, but there were so many different curveballs thrown at me at that particular time to where I, I couldn't do the work. I wasn't doing the work. I tried to do the work, but I wasn't doing it. And so, and that was an eye opener, you know, and we're all human and these things happen. So. So when you say someone is uncoachable, like what would the characteristics of someone that is uncoachable be versus someone that is coachable? Not showing up, not doing the work, uncooperative, resisting, um, limiting self-beliefs like it can be a shlu-ray that's not even a word yes use it a shlu-ray of things that um can come up that will as a coach you you they're not coachable mm. And so I'm assuming you've like turned, have you turned people away that, you know? Yes, sometimes, Mm -hmm. yes. Or the person will just not show up. Yeah. Just continuously not show up. But don't you find that interesting? Because obviously they're reaching out to you. They're, you know, paying for your services. You would assume that they would want to you know move forward and do anything I I find that so strange that like I'm noticing that in my life like you are setting people up for success you're trying to give them opportunities but if they don't want to take it there's nothing you can really do I guess no there's nothing that you can do absolutely nothing you can that's like we that's like us constantly rescheduling an interview mm-hmm. now you know we had me and you had a couple of hiccups and we're gonna this is real talk you know yeah. stuff like, we'll, keep, we'll keep it real so i had a, like you know i had a few what twice i had to reschedule yeah all right so twice but i was gonna do it but i didn't know at, at the second time like i'm like oh holy smokes i did not know <laughs> <clears throat> but how about if I didn't show up for this interview and this would be the third time, right? Yeah. How about I didn't show up and then I reschedule and then I didn't show up again. And then I re- like, at what point do we say, okay, this person is not clearly not interested in being interviewed. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's how it goes down. That's very true. No show. So obviously you are, a life coach, you motivate others. Can you, I'm assuming obviously you tailor each program to each individual, but are there some, you know, basics, like you meet with someone, is there the same questions you'd always ask them to get a gauge for, for I guess what they want to get out of it? How do you tailor your, your sessions? One of the first questions I ask is what is it 
that you need help with? That's one of the first questions. And then I'm a little unorthodox because again, I like to keep it real. So, you know, what is it that you need or want help with? How can I help you? How can I serve you? And then, you know, again, there's some powerful listening and some powerful um, questioning. So what, I get, obviously, you know, you motivate other people, but are there, you know, figures in what motivates you as a life coach? Are there certain, uh, you know, books you like to read, certain people in your life, people you might follow on social media or mm, yes, your life? Yes. Yeah. I, I, okay, so yeah, I follow a lot of different people and I don't just follow the big names. I follow people that are in the community and that could be in my direct community, that can be in the Facebook community, in the business world, Instagram, Twitter, wherever. You know, I follow different people. Um, I have my own coaches, I have my own circle of women doing great things. I have certain books that I read, always, you know, powerful books. One of the books, um, excuse me, that I've read is um, Now Discover Your Strengths. Like I have a lot of different books. I wish I could show you, you know, my library, um, The Eighth Habit, The Seventh Habit. So I, I've read a lot of different books over the years. <clears throat> and I use, I'm sorry, <clears throat> I use those um, <clears throat> as tools to help me and to help clients. Okay. And I, I assume it's very draining. I feel like I would be drained of energy if I'm like always <laughs> helping other people all the time. How do you recharge yourself? And, uh, Self-care. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm no <laughs> worries. <laughs> You hear that? that was loud like self-care <laughs> self-care yeah yeah because when you are a person that does this type of work and, and there are many healers because we are healers so when you have people that are healers you know you know we meditate we walk we run we exercise we pray we fast we read we listen to music, we drink wine, we do a lot of different things in order to keep us sane. But that is, you know, we get, of course, last but not least, you know, we keep our manicures and pedicures and because <laughs> those are the, those are the outside things, you know, the inside things is the prayer, the meditation, the fasting, you know, the um, eating of the good foods, the reading, the journaling, all of the different things that is a part of self-care being able to say no and feeling all right with it a lot of different things that it requires and not just for life coaches but for any nurses doctors <clears throat> excuse me anyone in the um anyone that's in the field of serving and a lot of people that <clears throat> i'm sorry that we wouldn't even consider we, we wouldn't even look at as people that serve probably don't even focus on their own self-care because they're so used to giving. They're so used to, you know, being caregivers and just givers that they take the focus off of themselves and they, you know, put it on other people. 
So these are some of the things that that should be done. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, that... Oh, yeah, go on. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I, yeah, I think self-care is very important. And I think, I don't know, especially as, you know, women, especially, you know, Black women, I feel like sometimes, you know, we sort of want to be down on ourselves and think of things as being indulgent or like too much like you don't need to do that Mm -hmm. but if you don't take care of yourself you can't really take care of other people and like I've seen firsthand you know the effects of stress and how it, it can be just debilitating or even like depression all these things can get to a point where you just break down that you can't do anything for anyone. So you kind of do have to take care of yourself so you can be there for everyone else. Yes. Yes. And they even say it on the plane and, and it's so true. Put the mask on yourself first. You can't be, you can't help your children. You can't help your loved ones. You can't help your neighbor. You can't help anyone before you help yourself. So put the mask on yourself first. The, you know, the first law of nature is self-preservation. So, to me, you know, self is first. That's why it's called self-care, self-love, self-whatever. <clears throat> it's, it's first. You come first. How can, how can we help? How, how can you make your podcast possible if you're not caring for yourself? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard because I think a lot of it is priorities I think I learned probably in my 20s where I kept trying to to meet up with someone and their excuse was like I'm busy I'm busy I'm busy and I learned like you're not really busy it's just you don't really care right because like we all have a certain amount of hours in the day I know I'm guilty of this. I'll say I'm busy, but I'll watch like two hours of Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like that, obviously. But that's a part of the self-care. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But it's like, you, it, no one's ever too busy. It's just that you are not a priority for that person for that reason. Like, obviously mm-hmm. there's legitimate excuses, but if it's always 20 times in a row, I'm too busy, then I just realize you're not busy. It's just. I'm you not a priority. Avoiding. <laughs> you are avoiding. It's not a priority, but um, again, the self-law of nature is self-preservation. So anything that pertains to you is a priority. <clears throat> and if a person is constantly saying they're busy, they're busy, they're busy, then they're avoiding. I got another question for you because I, you know, I'm on Instagram, obviously, doing social media. And, oh, by the way. Oh, yes. Thank you. I saw that. <laughs> Hope you like what you see. I love it. Thank you. But I feel like every week I see people either like complaining about it being Monday or, you know, like really all these memes are like, fuck, it's Monday or like, I hate my job, all this <laughs> stuff. And it's funny. I laugh, but I realize maybe. Maybe a couple months ago, I'm like, I shouldn't be laughing at this stuff. I shouldn't be liking this because I think it just increases negativity in the world. And 
if your Mondays are that really that bad or if you hate work that much, then I think that you should work to change your circumstances instead of just like being hateful every week. Right. So <laughs> I wanted to get, I guess, what are some quick tips? Obviously, you're a professional in this. What do you think are some quick tips to increase, I guess, positivity around whatever circumstances you're currently in? Oh, my God. Okay, you want some quick quick tips on positivity. That's, that's perfect. <clears throat> okay, just off the top of my head, um, get your mind right. Get your mind right. Focus on um, your self-talk, how you talk to yourself. That's one. Um, I think it's important to keep yourself in the loop. So get your mind right is one to keep the positivity going. <clears throat> make sure you talk to yourself. You know, make sure you keep your, your self-talk positive. That's two. and. Um, Three stretch. Oh, really? Yeah, stretch. Interesting one. And create, yeah, stretch and create. Physically stretch and create in order to open up your mind to um, positivity. Yeah, that's that's good. I do agree, especially uh, like I'm a graphic designer by trade, so I'm always sitting in front of a computer. Mm -hmm. and stretching and I sometimes I'll just leave my desk and go for a walk mm -hmm. you just need to physically yeah. just move around take yes. your take your mind off things yes smile smile people who smile tend to be more happy um smiling um shows other people that you're receptive it sets a good stage for a good relationship with others it shows sincerity. Hmm. Wow, thank you. Those are some good tips. So, yeah, I, I, I really wanted to do this um, little series, mini series within the podcast and talk to people that I think could make an impact in people's personal lives and take tips and just, you know, that's why I do the podcast, you know, <laughs> that's why I started doing it because I feel like I always had interesting conversations with my friends and I, I liked learning and this has allowed me to have interesting conversations with people that are not my friends as well. <laughs> so uh, thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And um, I hope you have me back. Oh, I would love to have you back. And for, I want you to, you know, say your website, say where people can follow you. All right. So let me know when you're ready for me to run off at my mouth. You can go now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> so of what a lot of people may not know about me because, um, well, I've done over 20 interviews, I believe. So wow. I have... I have an online TV series called Empower and Grow Her TV. And um, I'm on, and that's on Facebook on my business page. And 
Um, you can just like search your name on. Yeah. Well, it's under coaching from the inside out. So okay. it's not under my name. It's under my personal development business coaching from the inside out. <clears throat> and you can find me on Instagram. I am Elisa J. Green. See, I'm kind of like in between a lot of different things. So I have to change my Twitter name. But for right now, my Twitter name is a woman like me. Okay. I'm on Instagram, Twitter. You can find me on LinkedIn, Alisa J. Green. And you can find me on Facebook under Coaching from the Inside Out. So I have a TV, online TV series, again, like I said, called Empower and Grow Her TV. So I interview women from all walks of life. Um, I introduce authors, coaches, entrepreneurs, the everyday woman to another community of women who aspire to become authors and coaches and we we talk about um a lot of different topics about grief um self-limiting beliefs everything we talk about everything and i have a good time and you can go and you can see the videos there and I'm in the process of having those videos uploaded to YouTube. Uh, so I think on YouTube, my name is Alisa J. Green, but I'm all over the place. You can Google me. <laughs> Alisa J. Green. Yeah. J. Green. Yeah, I, that, that show sounds good. I'm going to tune in and watch it for sure. Sounds it is. I have fun. I have fun. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'm glad we, after our many attempts, that we finally got to talk to you. I had to purposely stay up today. I'm like, OMG. Well, thank you. Thank you. No, I thank you. Thank you for being the great host that you are. Thank you for um, doing the work that you do. And thank you for being you. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you for being you as well. And uh, yeah, this is a great talk and hopefully I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. Yes, you will. And we have to connect behind the scenes because I would love to interview you as well. I would love to do that. Just you got my email, email me. <laughs> do it. You don't mind going on live, do you? Oh, no, I don't mind. Just give me a warning so I can look cute. Okay. <laughs> what state are you in, Ray? I'm in LA, so California. Oh wow. Okay, perfect. What part? What part? Yeah. Uh LA, Los Angeles. Okay. Born mm-hmm. here. That's where. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Perfect. <clears throat> okay. Well, talk to you soon. Yeah. Let's let's yeah, make that happen in the future. Yes. Have a great evening. Thanks again. You too. Bye. Good night. Thanks for listening to the Stuff I Don't Like podcast. If you did like what you heard today, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and the podcast app. Also, do yourself a favor and follow me on the gram. My feed is lit. You will enjoy it for sure at underscore Stuff I Don't Like. You can also stream the show on SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just visit stuffidontlike.net for a complete listing of all the places you can find my show. Thanks and come back next Sunday at 9.30 p.m. for a new episode. Bye.